gentlemen. You're locked into JJ and Alex. With the insight and analysis on the teams you can't live without. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. What's happening is people are expressing an interest. We have no formal expansion process set up. We're not envisioning what we did in prior times where we say, if you want a team, here's the date, submit your application. We're listening to the expressions of interest. And I think it's fair to say that the Utah expression of interest has been the most aggressive, has carried a lot of energy with it, including from the governor and leaders of the legislature. Welcome back. It's JJ and Alex. That was the commissioner of the NHL, Gary Bettman, uh, making mention today at their press conference prior to the NHL festivities, the all-star weekend festivities for them. The commissioner had to get up in front of everybody. They made the announcement of, hey, the NHL is going to be back. The players from the NHL are going to be back in the Olympics coming up in 2026 and 2030 which is a great deal for the Olympics, right? You get the best talent across the entire world. Guys from NHL teams going, that's what's, that's what's fun about international competition, right, JJ? Like when we have the NFL, when we have the NBA stuff. Yeah. When these guys go and they play in their for their national team, and it means something, right? Yeah. When those Swedish guys go over and play for their team, when the Finnish guys go over and play for their team, the Czech guys go over and play for their team in the Olympics, and – they go to their they go to their national teams from you know the NHL teams that they represent. They're playing against their teammates, and we're not getting. And look, I get it. There was there was a romanticism right of the miracle on ice. Part of the draw, probably the biggest draw, was it was David versus Goliath, yeah. right? And now, but but I think we all know that the best competition technically, a David and Goliath every night is not what you want. You want a Goliath versus a Goliath, and that's what you, you want get to watch the best. best of the best. So they roll that out. They say, "Hey, we're getting the NHL players are coming back to the Olympics. Great." With that, we'll open up your uh, your questions. Everybody raises their hand. Are you going to come to our city or what? <laughs> I mean, what's funny is is how many Canadian uh, press people were there, and they were like, "Did you say Atlanta? Did you dare open your mouth and say Atlanta again?" And you know what? Gary Bettman had all the answers. He's like, look, ask the cities why they're interested. Don't don't tell me why Atlanta shouldn't be a city or not. I know that they haven't that they failed the last two times they're there. But Quebec, guess what? Guess who else is pretty ardent, ardent about it? And you know what? You should feel a little bit embarrassed because Salt Lake City has the most strong and most aggressive push of any of the cities who want to expand. And by the way, here's the depressing part. We're not expanding right now. We're not in those discussions. In fact, they're not even in those discussions, JJ, to have another team or to have the Coyotes who are struggling down in in Arizona to come up to Utah yet either to go to any other market. And during that press conference, there were a couple of the people that were represented there. But at the end of all this, there was another, there's another person in all this, Marty Walsh, who's the president of the NHL Players Association. Obviously, representing the players, there's always that in every major sport. And in this particular case, the aggressiveness that he attacked the bid down in Arizona, 
Gary Bettman was nowhere near disparaging the uh, the ownership and the problem he, he down there. He works for that owner. He works for the owner. So after all of this, then we start to get more and more quotes from Marty Walsh as to why this Arizona thing is a friggin' disaster, which is great for Utah. You rolled it out, man. Hey, uh, Jeremy, do we have any? Uh, do you have anything new from the from the NHL news desk? I don't know if there's anything uh, breaking here. We haven't revealed this. Uh, let's go to JJ. Jeremiah Jensen, what happened after the press conference that made us start to th- rethink some of our our conservative thinking of whether or not the Jazz or the Jazz, the, the Utah NHL team could possibly be a reality in the near the nearer future here in Utah. So uh, after Gary Bettman put lipstick on a pig when ah, talking yeah. about the Arizona Coyotes uh, situation with their arena, Marty Walsh, the executive mm. director of the NHL Players Association, was ready and willing to speak to the media. He's not buying any of it. So I've got some quotes here. Let me read some of these quotes. Uh, he's extremely disappointed in the ownership of Arizona and the president of Arizona. They have not reached out to the P- Players Association to talk to us about what the situation in Arizona is. Since I've been here, we've been working very closely with the league. We've been working to grow hockey and grow the sport of hockey. They had great announcements today, he said, that's going to increase viewership and fans in hockey. And we have the team in Arizona that doesn't seem interested in having conversations with the union who represents the players that play on that team. He goes on. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've had two unofficial deadlines when it comes to the, a new arena to come up with some movement, and we've gotten past both of those. So I'm interested to see what the ownership of Arizona has in mind. They want to buy land, and it's not just about buying a piece of land, okay? You've got to buy a piece of land. How long is it going to take you to get a permit on the land? Do you need a referendum? Is there hazardous waste? Do you need to remediate the land? There's lots of questions. So you can talk about buying land in Arizona, and it can be 10 years before a shovel goes on the ground. So Walsh goes on to say, as far as I'm concerned, that's unacceptable on behalf of the players on that team, and it should be unacceptable for the league. And he he finishes this all with this. Walsh was more aggressive, saying that if the Coyotes don't have a concrete arena plan in place by the end of the season, a move to Utah would be, quote, absolutely supported by the players, even the ones who would be uprooted mid-contract. He said a Utah franchise could, quote, be another Golden Knights or Seattle Kraken, unquote. And then he finishes with this, quote, the players want to play in a National Hockey League arena. I've had more than several conversations now with them, and I have conversations almost on a monthly basis. Someone from the PA talks to somebody from the team, and they're very interested in what the future is. So there you go. That is the NHL Players Association president saying that Utah is a viable option and that needs to happen. Now, he's not an owner. I get that. And he's not in control of that. But that is a very important figure in hockey publicly endorsing a move from Arizona to Utah if it takes place and and saying that the players would support it. So back to what we were talking about earlier about feeling is this is this for real? Is this really is this any is there really meat on the bone here? I Yes there is. Yes there is. We can make a stew out of all this. In fact, the stew Started percolating even more. Here are here's some actual audio from, uh, from uh, Marty who actually came out and said, it, like you said, it was like, look, Marty, you can you can get grumpy about this whole situation, but don't say it at the press conference. This isn't about you and the players' association. This is about international hockey. 
Of course, with your support, this we're going to make this a part of it. But Marty Walsh, as you said, opened it up afterward. And here's what he had to say. It's a little bit more difficult to hear, but here's what he said uh, about the situation. You can hear kind of some disdain in his voice for what's going on in Arizona. Bring it to Utah, man. I have serious concern about Arizona. I think I've made public statements, a lot of them, and I'll make one more today that, you know, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the ownership of Arizona and the president of Arizona. They have not reached out to the PA to talk to us about um, about what's, what the situation in Arizona is. I mean, we have a team in Arizona that, that doesn't seem interested in having a conversation with the union who represents the players that play on that team. It's a wait-and-see approach. Unfortunately, we've had two... You know, unofficial deadlines to, to come up with some some movement. But we, we've gone past both of those, so I'm interested to see what the ownership of Arizona has in mind. Um, you know, as far as what they want to buy land, it's not just about buying a piece of land. It's like, okay, you can buy a piece of land. How long will it take you to permit the land? Is the land you need a referendum? Uh, is it hazardous waste? Do you need to remediate the land? There's lots of questions. So you could talk about buying land in Arizona in 10 years before a shovel goes in the ground. As far as I'm concerned, it's unacceptable uh, on behalf of the players of that team, and it should be unacceptable to the league. It's not just unacceptable to the players of the team, but it should be unacceptable for the league. Now, again, the diplomatic approach is we're going to – look, remember when this happened, what was the team that was – uh, oh, who was it that was just, I can't remember what sport it was, but the owner was asked like, Hey, you're bad. You think you should resign and give up the team? He goes, I'm an owner. I'm the owner of the team. I don't resign. You're talking to the owner and Alex Morello is that guy. Like you, it's not like, it's not telling the offensive coordinator you're gone. It's not telling a coach you're fired. Okay. The league will take a little bit longer to figure this thing out, but when you're getting pushback from the Players Association, which is not the governing body of hockey, right? That's that's governor or that's uh, the commissioner Gary Bettman and his team, right? But they're told by the owners, "Hey, here's how we want to run it." And by the way, all these owners know that if you have a crap owner, it's a it's a pall over the league. Ask the Commanders, right? Oh yeah. Ask ask any of these places that go look. The Donald Sterling Clippers. Okay, yes, think about it. They stand up for one another until a weird line has been passed where it is going to affect business for everybody else when it becomes an embarrassment. When your organization becomes enough of an embarrassment, and you tell me, J.J., is playing in front of 5,000 people for the next, I don't know, the foreseeable future because saying you're working out a land deal, he's exactly right. Marty Walsh going, what does that exactly mean, though? It has nothing to do with whether or not you're ready to build a stadium there. You're not. And they don't have – by the way, they are not an organization that has the funds to be able to do it either. Which Guess is why they, they had to do? do a ballot initiative in Tempe. And they'll ha- and look, as soon as they get the, as soon as they get the land – let's say that that land deal gets made, then is there all the things that could go wrong with that land? Ask Vegas. They're trying to clear the decks like crazy for an MLB team. And they're still having problems. And that deal has already been done. So that's a place where they're actually going to be getting it done. And they still have a hard time building a stadium there. This is a community who's sick of the Morello family ownership of the Coyotes, right? They don't support the team locally. Not really. I'm not that's not to put a blanket. Not, not at an NHL right? n- not at an NHL level. That's what but see, and that's not to say that Arizona hasn't loved the Coyotes. The Coyotes have had they've had moments of being pretty good. 
mm-hmm. during their time all down there. We've seen that before. They're though. good this year. How many times have the Tampa Bay Rays had a feel at a good team that are in that are in the by the way, in the AL East, battling against the Yankees and the Red Sox and are better than those teams yeah. and are going to the World Series or going to the ALCS, and they have nobody in the stadium until those final series because the city hasn't shown the love and the passion for this place. The ownership is barely palpable with a, with a pulse. And, yeah, is it in our interest to, to try to disparage Arizona? Not Arizona itself. But their ownership is barely hanging on. And I think you're hearing it in the voice of Marty Walsh, the Players Association president, right? Yeah. You hear it in his voice. You know how bad it is. And the NHL has got to figure some things out. They've got to they've – this is a well-run organization. And Gary Bettman can't be made a joke by letting this thing fester down in Arizona. That's my pitch. That's my pitch. That's going to be part of my PowerPoint. You could tell the annoyance he had. The, he was annoyed. The, he has to take these questions again and again and again. Right. He's he's about had it. He's not going to say it publicly because he works for the owners. But the fact that the NHLPA guy would come out and speak this strongly tells you what a lot of people in the league circles are actually saying and feeling. I learned more from that than I did from what Gary Bettman said, although I did learn a lot from Gary Bettman's response for, about the ownership and the stadium situation where – I would call it a pregnant pause and a racking my brain trying to find something of logic to say here about the situation when I know it's bad. Like, they know it's bad. They know. They're right. not stupid. They know that they're, they're 10 years away from getting a stadium built there. Uh, Even if things fall into place. You can't wait that long. We're watching the uh, fastest skater competition, by the way, at the NHL All-Star Weekend. And I don't know what's going on here. And it just must speak to the NHL and not having their stuff together because the clock operator forgot to stop it. Oops. When he went across the line, they didn't even, they don't have a real, they don't have a real number for him. Oh, they finally figured it out. The clock didn't stop. Come on. All right. Uh, Here's what we got. Because I think all these things that have happened, obviously the stuff today Ryan Smith showing up at the door going, you said you wanted to have a – there's dysfunction down there. If you want something functional, if you want somebody who's willing – a market that's willing to get to basically do anything they can to make sure you're there, right? Anything that they can do to make sure that you can come to their city and that there could be a long-term partnership. We are so long due, JJ, to have yeah. another major sports team come here. In years past, think about what have the hangups been. Where the hangups been? Not enough corporate sponsorship, not enough corporate support, not it's enough big small, corporations here. Kind of a small uh, yeah. market, and will it be able to support? You know, uh, a sport like hockey. What's the big What's the big problem if you're if you've got a basketball team here? You're sharing the same season. Yeah, you need a hockey specific arena. So it's a hard thing to ask people to be fans of hockey yep. and the NBA at the same time in a city. Can they support it? We've gotten to the point now where we've proven that I think population-wise we're no right doubt. there. No right? doubt. It's ready. We, this population, this this community, this state is finally ready to step up in the professional sports world and support more teams. And I think it's going to happen. What do you think the biggest hang-up is going to be for baseball to be able to clear 
Because like with with the NHL, you need like something to break, right? And in Major League Baseball, they don't need something to break. They can kind of make the decision how they want. But Major League Baseball has also had a perception problem in the public, right? I mean, it's it's. I don't think people look at it and go. It's no wow. longer America's pastime. It's just for not. sure. For we're, sure, we'd lie. We're lying if we think it's that. So, what are the hangups? What are the biggest hurdles to clear for baseball to come here to the state of Utah? I think the biggest hurdle is just Major League Baseball deciding they want to put a team here. I think it's really in their hands. I, I don't think there's any other hangup. I think that give credit to Big League Utah. Give credit to the LHM company and Steve Starks for having all their ducks in a row and having a plan. They've done everything they can. The governor and the legislature has shown support for it recently. It's fact this week. Um, shout out to Dale Murphy, who's done an exceptional job as an ambassador and being a part of Big League Utah. Uh, they're just There's just so many good things that are happening as far as that end of things. Now it's up to Major League Baseball. I think the biggest hurdle is is there another city out there that gets the team instead of Utah? What's Major League Baseball's expansion plan? How serious are they about it? When are they going to do it? That's the hurdle. The things that are outside of the control of LHM Company and Big League Utah. But that, that, that That's the hang-up. It's not anything anybody here is doing. Everybody here has done exactly what needs to be done. Stadium site is shovel ready. Ownership group is ready to go. Everything is ready. The only thing that's not ready is Major League Baseball. What's their plan? What's their move? Hmm. Do you want to expand or not? And if you do, where are you expanding? How many teams? Do you want to just go two to go to 32? Do you want one in the east or west? Or do you would you rather just have them in the east? <laughs> I feel like they have geographic imbalance in, in Major League Baseball right now. I feel like they've got to have a team out west. Now, did you see? Did you see this week? There were like fifty people who put different renderings out of different hockey jerseys. Oh well, yeah, I'm on board with the. I'm on board with Good. the Yeti. That's by awesome. The way. I'm on board with the Yeti. I'm all in on the Yeti as well. I'm not big on the Utah Elk. Didn't roll off the tongue. No, I don't think you needed to end with a. The Elk. There's only one Elk mascot in pro sports. <laughs> what is it? The Ed- Edmonton Elk in the Canadian Football oh, that's League. Right. The old. Edmonton Eskimos yes. who had to change their name because, well, obviously. Well, it's 2024, man. Right. So they changed their name to the, the elk. elk. They can have it. I think Utah Yeti, there's a. It rolls off the tongue. Come on. And it's it's about ice and cold, and it fits perfectly. Plus, if you can basically have a same, all you have to do is repurpose a jazz bear outfit, make the fur white. Like have it be as weird. I guess if you, have it be if you like need as, to be efficient. Oh yeah, have it be as be, have it be as weird. Have it be his weird uh, albino cousin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like have it have it be this like bleach haired jazz bear. Let's get it going. Are we going to get into an argument about whether bears and yetis are cousins? I don't think there's any question that they share a good chunk of DNA. Am I wrong? I just wonder if... Th- I just got on Google. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are Yetis real? You know what? The answer? You're, you're not going to get a good solid answer no. on Google. They didn't I say did no. Googling. I did a little Googling, says Sam Farnsworth. Google can't for, sh- for certain say that they don't exist. They don't know. 
That's uh, how science works. We've never proven their existence. That's very different from they don't exist. All right? Get the get the get the Yeti costume out of the closet. Get a bear. Yeah, all that's all you have to do is get a bear costume out of the closet, spray paint it white. Uh, I don't know. Give him a look. I think you and I know. You know what you need to do. Ask Hollywood for the Harry and the Hendersons old. Uh, <laughs> remember Harry and the Hendersons? Yes. Get that. Yes. Just get, pull that out of the closet. Yes. And paint get it that, white. Get that Bigfoot outfit out, and then let's paint it Put white. Put some icicles on it. We're yes. good to go. Dangle some icicles around his neck. Can you imagine what that outfit smells like now? <laughs> it's been in the closet for 35 years, you 40 know, years. You know what? Hey, Jeremy, let's see if we can find if that Harry uh, and the, the original Harry and the Hendersons uh, costume is, has been made for sale at some point. Harry and the Hendersons made the I show today. Think, I love this show. I think we may have some uh, takers, Ryan Smith. On the day that we find out that Bill Walton tried out to be Chewbacca. <laughs> no, and he, he should have been it. He should have been it. Carl Weathers passes away. Bill Walton rejected as uh, as Chewbacca. He, he was did say it was based on him, but obviously joking. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, those chops alone should have given him the job back then, right? Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got our NFL blitz around the corner. We'll get you ready for the Super Bowl. But all of the things outside of the Super Bowl periphery, by the way, what Jim Harbaugh had to say about the quarterbacks that are available in the draft this year. Prepare to be absolutely stunned at his loyalty. Stay with us, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. You know what that music means. It's our NFL Blitz on Friday, Friday afternoon of NFL Blitz, right here. 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone, Alex Curie, Jeremiah Jensen. Together we make up the JJ and Alex team, which you've come to love and adore. Speaking of loving and adoring, have we reached that point? Sure. Okay. Uh, speaking of loving and adoring, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Adam Sandler. Julie Bowen, who of course is a co-star in uh, Happy Gilmore, alongside the actor who played Chubbs, Carl Weathers, who passed away today at 76. Everybody paying tribute. Not a soul says, look, I've read, I think I've read on this show some of the obituaries. Didn't I read you one of those obituaries where it was like, you will not be missed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You lying, cheating skank. Yep. And you're like, oh, boy. Ah. Carl Weathers, not that guy. Uh, Everybody loved him, and he... Got all the respect. I thought it was a little weird that Drago had the guts to get on social media and say, you'll be missed. You murdered him yourself first. Come on, Drago. Sit this one out. You don't need it's to get too on. soon, Drago. You don't need to get on social media, Drago, Jeez. and tell everybody. The last person we need to chime in on the passing of Carl Weathers is now, Drago. Of course, uh, Dolph Lundgren is like... The other nicest guy in all of the, in all of the Rocky movies. I'm kidding. No, but Sly Sly said we wouldn't have had the success that we did without Carl Weathers. Yep. The Apollo appearances in the movie at first as a villain and then is like, I mean Apollo Creed 
And then you have the Creed series that comes afterward because of how awesome. And the Creed movies were great. Yes. Michael B. Jordan, phenomenal job. Yeah, you can't have Rocky without Apollo Creed. You can't. What's next? Mr. T passes away? Stop it. Stop it! Is he still with us? Stop! Is he still with us? Yes, he is. Okay. Look, you killed Bob Barker in the (laughs) 4 o'clock hour. (laughs) Don't take Mr. T from me. Did I? Do not. Hey! Do not take Mr. T from me. Okay, so what really was his best role, though? Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed, right? That's what he's most known for. That was his best role, which his, was his but, funniest. His Oh, his funniest. I know people might think Chubbs, but it's actually Carl Weathers playing Carl Weathers in Arrested Development. I agree with you. Who's he? His name is Carl Weathers, and he's my new acting teacher. <laughs> he's teaching me all these valuable life lessons. I buy all my cars at police auction. <laughs> he's full of stuff like that. And Lizzie, he's teaching me to follow my dreams. Give me a bourbon. My heavens. I buy buy all my cars at police auctions. (laughs) So Uh, funny. uh, You know, and... and, He'll be missed. And and, Star Wars fans now have a reason to love the dorm from the Mandalorian series. Yes. Uh, And and Carl Weathers was... He was in a promo with uh, Gronk that I saw for one of the betting companies that are actually doing something in Super Bowl. So you're going to see... Carl Weathers in some ads during the Super Bowl, even though he's passed on. So be prepared for that. I love how after people, I love how after people pass away, we go. He would have wanted it this way. <laughs> we yeah, just say I, that. I think we all expected Carl Weathers' last role to be in a advertisement with Gronk and a betting company about kicking a field goal through the uprights during the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I forgot they did that last year, right? Yeah, he missed it, right? Yeah, crazy. All right. Uh, so the reason we're able to get away with all this hot Carl Weathers talk is not just that he passed away because he did technically find himself on a roster with the, uh, with the Oakland Raiders after his playing time at San Diego state as a linebacker. So there you go. Uh, NFL blitz. Let's move right along here. Jim Harbaugh has predicted that JJ McCarthy is going to go number one. Well, the number one overall quarterback. That he'll be the first quarterback off the board. Arm talent, athleticism. This is all the things that uh, Harbaugh said about his former national championship winning quarterback at Michigan. Arm talent, athleticism, the it factor, winning with 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 numbing repetition. Don't be surprised when he, if and when he goes at the number one quarterback as the number one quarterback off the board. What? That's my prediction right now. When people get a load of JJ, hey, that's you, man. That's what we can have this quote just mean. We, we should pull it and have uh, and have Harbaugh talking about it, and he's talking about Jeremiah Jensen. When people get a load of JJ and how he can throw the ball, how he spins it, his, his athleticism, his intelligence, talk about it, Factor. He's got it. This all applies to you. Come These on. These things have never been said about me. Well, here's the thing about Jim Harbaugh when he says that. Because right now on all the best draft boards, the highest I think some people have him going is what? The fifth quarterback overall? Maybe the fourth? There are three quarterbacks that are going to go in the first few picks. Probably one, two, three. In this order. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Drake May. Drake May. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. So, J.J. McCarthy is not among the three that I just mentioned. I would pick Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix before I picked J.J. McCarthy. I would, too. Am I an insane person? 
I, no. I, I imagine the scouts are seeing some things, and you know, and yes, he, he did a great job at Michigan. I don't want to sit here and I, I, I don't want to be negative about him. I think he'd be fine. He might even be a good NFL quarterback at some point, but he's not going to be the number one overall pick. Come on. Did you? Come on, Jim. But did you also? See, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that Jim Harbaugh. When you say that kind of stuff, you're people are looking at you and they're going, "Oh, he's lying about this because he knows for sure he's probably not going to go the overall pick, the overall number one pick." So which one is it? Is he lying to us or is he dumb? And the answer is, I mean, neither of those you like because he's not dumb. So he's probably lying to us. Oh, J.J. McCarthy's going to go first. Come on. I don't need any of that noise. You don't have to make some stuff up. Now, here's the question. Should the Bears trade number the number one overall pick, or should they trade Justin Fields? Because the answer should be pretty clear. The number one overall pick is always more valuable yep. than a guy who's been on a roster not producing. They're more valuable than a guy who's been on a roster and has been producing. Unless you are, you know, your Aaron Rodgers is your, I mean, even like Brock Purdy's probably the only guy who has a, who has like a, a positive equity, right? <laughs> for his team that he plays for right now. Patrick Mahomes too, right? Yeah. So do you trade Justin Fields? Do you trade the number one overall pick? Uh, today, of course, a lot of folks saying that they're seeing the noise of Caleb Williams going to the Bears. That is so wild. Justin Fields. In fact, so Colin Cowherd had to come on a show today and say that the Bear people close to Caleb Williams came on had to tell him, no, no, we're, we're not anti-Chicago. So something might be there. No, no, no. We love Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Especially, don't, don't especially if a deal is being done right now. If Caleb Williams. <laughs> right. They, they're the number one overall pick. Come on, and man. Caleb Williams is the number one overall player. We can't say bad things about Chicago, so we got to get used to the fact that he's probably come going on, to Chicago. Man. Unless some other team can offer a big deal, like my Denver Broncos. The Broncos, who have expressed interest in being a part of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, say that they'll, they're will they looking to possibly trade up. Uh, they're the number 12 pick, and they also have the Saints' third-round pick. I don't know. You tell me. Do you want your Broncos to go after one of these three quarterbacks? Like Caleb Williams, is that changing your entire franchise's uh, yes. course of history? Yes. Is Drake May changing no. the entire? Okay. Is Jaden Daniels? Maybe. I think I just told you who I like. Okay. Um, the number one overall pick. Yeah. The most if overrated. I were the Broncos and I had to stay at 12, I would, okay. I would seriously consider Michael Penix Jr. But Caleb Williams is generational. Jaden Daniels... I don't know. I'm, I'm so because I, I I have a really hard time scrubbing Arizona State Jaden Daniels out of my brain. Really hard time. Man, did Utah make him look bad? But he obviously wasn't bad last year. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. So, um, but he's not going to be there at twelve. So obviously the Broncos need to move up, and the Broncos are moving beyond uh, Russell Wilson. And but the Broncos don't have any assets. It's like. It's like some guy that works an overnight shift at a fast food restaurant showing up at the Ferrari dealership and saying, "Hey, I got I'm some. ready. I got I got paid. I'm ready to buy. I got a down payment for you." Um, the, the the Broncos don't have the assets, I think, to get this done. I don't think number twelve and whatever else they have left, they'd have to sacrifice more drafts moving forward, and they've already done that. So I think it's very unlikely. But the Broncos are going to be very aggressive trying to move up to get a quarterback. 
Christian McCaffrey due to make $11.8 million next year and $12.2 million in 2025. Christian McCaffrey had to break it to his parents. Which, by the way, couldn't you get some help from dad? I think Christian McCaffrey has a lot more money than dad. You think so? Oh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey had to break it to his mom and dad that they would not be sitting in a suite for the Super Bowl because a suite goes for $2.5 million. That would represent a good chunk for what the best running back in the NFL is currently making right now, which seems wild, right? Yeah. Now, if the suite is going for $2.5 million, you can freaking have your suite, you guys. I am happy to have the parents sit at the 50-yard line for 20 grand apiece rather than trying to fork out $2.5 million. Guess who forked out $2.5 million for a suite, though? Who? Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Is he splitting it with uh, T-Swift? Does she? Oh, that's going to be do you go? Do you go Dutch on, like, when they pass – did they pass the bill to you like they do at a restaurant? <laughs> just at the end of the game, like late fourth quarter? They just walk past everybody and uh, they slide the uh, bill over to Taylor Swift? Uh, uh, somebody, somebody waiting on them just brings the bill by? I'll be your cashier when you're ready. <laughs> like, come on. Taylor Swift? Let me call my broker. But guess what? Who by far in that entire building makes an easier uh, payment on a $2.5 million suite bill than Taylor Swift? Maybe Taylor nobody. Swift makes more money than anybody there. Probably, what do you think? More than anybody on both of those teams? What's the salary cap these days? Taylor she probably Swift's makes more bill- than both salary caps combined. Taylor right, that's Swift's what I'm saying. a billionaire, isn't she? Right, it's like two point, It's like $290 million this year for each of the salary caps for both teams. Yeah, so the two team salary caps don't add up to what Taylor Swift made this year on her tour. So, yeah, unless Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk are in the, are in the building... She's going to be the one that can pay that bill easier than anybody. All right. Glad we had this talk. That's tough. <laughs> $2.5 million for a suite. You have to tell your mom and dad, I can't get to the suite. You know somebody's complaining about it. All right. We'll take the break uh, here. We'll come back. we got our best and worst of the program, uh, including one that has been popping up all over the Internet. I've been waiting for people to verify this, and apparently they have enough people to actually verify that it happened. I saw it initially on Twitter yesterday. We can confirm it now. Around the corner, best and worst next, 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. <laughs> Wrapping up the hour with our picks for the best and worst moments on today's show. As JJ and Alex want to hear your best and worst of the day. And Tobias met with Carl Weathers at Burger King. Thanks for meeting me down here at Burger King. I'm trying to get them to underwrite a new TV project I'm working on. Get some money in exchange for setting a scene here in Burger King. Well, as long as you don't draw attention to it. <laughs> you know, I'm directing an episode of the series Scandal Makers. It's about the Bluth family and your father-in-law's escape from justice. I play the lead. Oh. Bounty hunter, name of ice. Oh, no. You want me to play myself, don't you? <laughs> I swore I'd not go reality. I no, no, do- no, 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 no. I, I, I already got a great guy named David Tell to play you. <laughs> it wasn't actually- a guy named David Tell. You know what, though? It is like the Western family brand... Uh- Tobias Funke, right? Yeah. David Cross. <laughs> Bobatel. Jeez. Hey, uh, welcome back. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 The Casual Sports Zone. Our best and worst of the old uh, of the old program here. That's where we're at, right? Best and worst? My heavens. Like what, like what day of the week is this it? This is yeah. the best and worst, isn't Oof. it? Oof. 
Well, the worst, of course, we'll start with that. Carl Weathers passing away. Terrible news. 76 years old. Legend, uh, though. I lo- at ESPN, they'll only list his sports roles like Apollo Creed and Chubbs. Those are his two sports roles that he played. <laughs> they go, uh, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, and Happy Gilmore fame passes away at 76. And I'm like, dude, what about Carl Weathers on Predator? What Carl, about Action Jackson? What about Action Jackson? What about Carl Weathers as Carl Weathers? Don't short him on those, on just those things. Although, uh, and the Mandalorian. Chubbs, Mandalorian. You, but see, they go, oh, we have to kind of make this look like it's sports. It's fine. Right. And he was. I mean, he's 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 ha- he, he was one of the most iconic sports characters in cinema's history. Apollo uh, Creed. Apollo Creed is one of the best for sure. So there's our there's our worst of the day. The best. Did you see that? I saw it yesterday pop up on Twitter, and I went, Ah, this sounds too good to be true. But a passenger aboard a Southwest flight said that a doctor and a nurse attending. A woman who had a mid-flight emergency could not find a strong pulse. The doctor and the nurse could not find the strong pulse. Blood pressure was extremely low, required oxygen to breathe. It was a genuinely scary situation. A man in the aisle in an aisle seat popped up. Could it be her blood sugar? I have a diabetic testing kit. That man was Raven's tight end, Mark Andrews. Andrews instructed the medical professionals on using his test kit, and eventually her heart rate stabilized. So you're telling me there's a doctor and a nurse. And not only did did Mark Andrews have to be the guy that goes, maybe she's going through a blood sugar situation here with her with her with a with a, a diabetic going into like a diabetic shock or something like that. And then could you see him too going, uh, see, let me show you guys how to use this diabetic testing kit. Mark Andrews showing up, and it's been corroborated. Paramedics met the flight as soon as it landed. Andrews deplaned quietly, no fanfare, as he's done his whole career. Stepped up in a huge moment when people needed him the most, and then he watched complete stranger, uh, watching complete strangers spring into action and to help save somebody's life is truly amazing. So there you go. Mark Andrews playing in the AFC Championship game last week after coming off an injury, then rolling up and saving people on airplanes, kissing babies, and then quietly saying, no, no, I don't, I don't need your... Uh, I don't need your praise. I'll just be going to visit my mom here. No problem. What a life. What a cool story. Jeez. Hey, I'm going to say this, though. Can you say it? Okay, if you're Mark Andrews, yeah. are you taking Southwest? <laughs> Sorry, that was, I'm not trying to make a diss. I don't think people understand the mentality a lot of these pro athletes is they are more stingy with their money than than all the rest of us normal Brock people. Brock Purdy shares his freaking rent yeah. with one of his offensive linemen. With the the New York Giants quarterback lives with his mom and dad, <laughs> chicken cutlets. I mean there's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of athletes out that are cheap. Yeah, but I remember a, a former jazz player was notoriously cheap. Who's it? I, I can't say on air. <laughs> he would keep his road per diem. Oh, uh, what he is he, Carl Weathers? A million dollar contract to keep his road per diem. <laughs> what is he, Carl Weathers? Yeah. I wouldn't touch my per diem. There's meat on that bone. <laughs> I would take the raw vegetables from craft services, <laughs> take it back to the room. I had myself a stew going. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. We hardly knew ye, uh, Carl Weathers. Uh, let's uh, take the break here. We'll come back. We've got more to go around the corner. Stay right here with us, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.